Hey everybody, this is Juan Martinez of the Easyville Network, and welcome to the Easyville Minute for Monday, August 27th, 2018. So yeah, we're still building this stupid-ass wall. Oh my gosh. So uh, last week, I mentioned in a podcast that we're building this wall in my backyard because the fence came down, soil erosion, all that stuff. Uh, when I first moved into this house, wanted to build a block wall, but was told that no, a wooden fence will be fine, but nope wooden fence came down so it's been a couple years it took a while to actually get to this point but now we are building a block wall and we have run into a couple of uh, metaphorical literal walls along the way including uh, roots concrete blocks that we didn't know were buried underneath the soil and a bunch of other stuff that did not foresee including tiny snakes and lizards and all that stuff and you're like oh did not expect to see something like that in the 909, but here we are. And so we are dealing with that. But anyways, the wall itself is coming along quite nicely. I think it looks good, but it's still going to take a while. Uh, you, you don't realize how big your backyard can be until you actually measure it. And then when you actually build blocks and put them together and realize like, wait a minute, I don't think we have enough blocks and we might need to buy more cement. And yeah, you kind of you kind of realize like scale is actually quite important and you don't just buy backyards by the willy nilly. (laughs) You don't just buy houses with backyards and just be like, Oh yeah, no, this is all fine. It's fine. You know, you never have to worry about it ever again. Wrong. You have to worry about it again over and over again, actually. So we are in this situation. We are recalculating stuff and maybe thinking about like different ways to get around the roots and all of those horrendous blocks that are underneath the ground that we have to like kind of, you know, basically pick off and chip off and try to like, you know, build space so we can put the blocks where they're supposed to be. And yeah, no, it's it's a lot more a lot more strenuous than I thought it would be. <laughs> uh mostly because of the roots and the blocks, but you know, actually the actual digging's not the problem. The actual getting the supplies together is not the problem. It's like it's the stuff they don't see. And yes, as a homeowner, that's really the stuff they don't they don't tell you when you buy a house. It's like all of these unforeseen things that come up that you're, wait a minute, I have to like think about these things and they just nobody ever tells you. And it's, you know, it's still worth it. At the end of the day, I don't want to discourage anybody from ever buying a house. It's a neat, you know, it's a nice sense of accomplishment and it's something cool that you can always be like, yes, this is my property at some point. <laughs> and the dog is now, you know, arguing that point. <laughs> but yeah, I like to think that this is actually pretty neat at the end of the day. And yeah, it's still a fun little experiment. I am uh, building this with some of my brothers, and it's actually pretty fun to, you know, hang out and bond and all that stuff and just crack on each other while we're building this wall. And yeah, hopefully it'll just be done at some point, hopefully by the end of this week, and we can get back to a regular posting schedule with the podcast. And my dog seems to disagree with that. Swaggy, what are you doing? What are you doing? Swaggy, come on. Come on. It's all right. We'll build this wall. It'll be okay. You can go outside the backyard again at some point. And because I've been working on this stupid wall, I have not been able to look up stuff on the internet to talk about on the Ease of a Minute. Uh, One story I did manage to see was a story about Tiger Woods. And it's not about his golf game. It's more about his relationship with our orange clown face of a president, Donald Trump. And they were asking him about his relationship with the president and how that has affected his views and all that stuff. And Tiger pretty much said something to the effect of... Well, what does it say? 
Well, he's the president of the United States. You have to respect the office. No matter who is in the office, you may like, dislike personality or the politics, but we all must respect the office, which is the most boilerplate, milk toast answer you can ever give as a professional athlete when it comes to the president of the United States. And people are disappointed. Some people are talking about canceling Tiger Woods. Some people are like really bummed out about this. Um, I think the thing, the response that I would give is, where have you people been? <laughs> this is not a surprise. And as much as I am a Tiger Woods stan, I have been quite disappointed in his uh, stance on social issues uh, through the years. I think it all started when he uh, won the Masters in 1997. And I think right afterwards, I think there was going to be a celebration for uh, Jackie Robinson's uh, anniversary. I think they were going to, I think that was like the year they retired his number forever and nobody could ever wear number 42. And I think there was a, supposed to be a celebration at Dodger Stadium and Tiger was invited. And, you know, he's coming off the Masters when it was a huge moment in sports that a African-American athlete could break through and win in a golf tournament that is as prestigious and as well known as the Masters. And, you know, golf is a sport that has been basically be predominantly white and has just been dominated by white people for so long that it was just, you know, a relief, a just... A sight for sore eyes, just something to see out there that's like, oh, it's not a white guy who won. And, you know, Tiger seemed like he was going to be that guy who was going to push the thing forward. And he didn't attend. And I guess it was because he had a vacation planned already with his buddies. And he didn't want to break that. And he just, you know, blew that off. And, you know, you on one hand, you can understand that, you know, the guy is, you know, coming off a major win. And he wanted to just relax with his friends. But this seemed like a moment that was bigger than him. And he kind of blew that off. And there have been several instances through the years where Tiger has kind of, you know, not necessarily done the things that you maybe would hope somebody of his stature, somebody of his, you know, position would take and in order to help out in the community. And, you know, he has his foundation. He has his, you know, outreach programs that help, you know, inner city youth to, you know, get them involved either in, you know, education or in golf or all that stuff. But, it always seemed like not necessarily like it was necessary for him just to maintain his image, but he felt like he did the bare minimum just in order for people not to start talking about him. And, you know, with everything that's going on with this current administration, that is quite honestly a joke. And I once again, I have to preface this with anybody who listens to this podcast is I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican or an independent. We can always disagree on policy respectfully. And, you know, we can always have like arguments and conversations about whether you agree about taxes and you know healthcare and all that stuff but you know there has to be like a baseline level of respect and you know decency when it comes to being the president or you know any office and this orange clown face of a president has not lived up to that standard and it's quite embarrassing and you know he also does things that are seriously messed up that I just don't agree with and is very much like very disappointed and upset that he does these things and whether that's offending, you know, people of color, women, children, uh, hurting them through immigration policy or hurting them through cutting their, you know, health care. It's just frustrating. So, like I said, you can be any party you choose and we can have these arguments, but and we can do it in a respectful way. But when there is somebody who's breaking that trust, you know, I don't have to respect that person. You know, yes, respect the office, respect the office of the presidency and the position and the power that it holds. But when a jackass is that person in charge, 
nah, nah, there's no need to respect them. And it's the most American thing in the world to, to challenge that power as much as we can. So for Tiger Woods to say that is, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's also not surprising, especially since it's golf. It's a rich man's sport. It's mostly a rich white man's sport, at least here in America. I mean, it's it's just in general a rich, rich person sport. And, you know, they tend to always steer Republican. And I remember there was a poll, I think, that Golf Digest or another publication did during the 2016 election. And they were asking about Hillary and Trump. And regardless of whatever Hillary did, they were just not going to be ever in favor of whatever she was going to do, whether it was like cutting their taxes and helping them out in any which way they were still going to vote Trump because they, they like Trump because Trump has always been an advocate and not necessarily an advocate, but someone who's just been a fan of the game of golf and, you know, has several, you know, courses out in the world named Trump courses and has villas named after certain golfers. Apparently he has several that are named after guys like Tiger, Jack, Arnie, Gary player, and Phil Mickelson, according to the story on ESPN. So, it's just not surprising that golfers would tend to favor, you know, the the orange clown face of a president. And, you know, quite honestly, I have no idea if they even watch the news and have any idea of what his harmful policies are doing to people all around the country. So, yeah, Tiger saying that is just mm, it is what it is. It's just not something that you are going to, you know, get out of him. And I guess he was asked later on if he had anything to say about race relations in the country and tiger said no i just finished 72 holes and am really hungry and no that's just that's just what you expect and you know it kind of comes back sometimes to you know when you see these athletes and you see what they do you kind of have to think about like yeah you can respect and admire what they do on the golf course or on the basketball court or on the football field or wherever but we don't know these people we really don't. Uh, we don't know their political views. We don't know their issues. And we don't know what they do, you know, in their spare time unless they share it on social media. So, yeah, um, you know, this is one case where it's like, yeah, Tiger, I'm always going to root for you to a certain degree. I uh, hope you come back and win many, many majors. And hopefully you maybe at some point break Jack's record. Uh, I think you'll probably get 15. But if you think that I'm going to be cool with this. No, it's just not cool. At the end of the day, it's just disappointing, but also not surprising coming out of you. I can't believe I just referred to him directly at that point. That's kind of weird, but anyways, yeah. All right, and then finally, uh, the other thing that I've been able to do while building this stupid wall <laughs> is play a game on my phone called My Marvel Strike Force, and it is a pretty simplified role-playing game where... It's mostly like an idle game if you really think about it. It's mostly just a it's not it's it's mostly the most basic turn-based game you can play, turn-based RPG where you basically pick a group of, you know, heroes and villains in the Marvel universe. Mostly it's those who are seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, with the exception of stuff like Wolverine cuz Wolverine is so popular you can't deny his uh, you know, appearance in a game like this. And you build your squad of five and you go out there and you can, you know, participate in campaigns, story modes, raids, uh, you know, just all sorts of different ways that you can build out your numbers. And I've been quite amused by this game just because I, you know, I'm a numbers guy. I love playing Diablo. I love playing, you know, Borderlands and those kind types of games where when you build damage and when you kind of hit stuff, numbers go. 
numbers go up and you are like obsessing over every little stat boost and every little percentage and whether you, your heal is like 10% or 20% or whether you have a 30% or 50% chance of blinding an enemy for how many turns. And yeah, it's my current obsession at the moment. It's really fun, at least for me. I know it can be very tedious with the free-to-play model. Uh, basically, it's, you know, you're timed. You only have X amount of energy to spend on campaigns or on raids. So you can't just play the game all day if you wanted to. Uh, you have to like time it out. And for me, it's kind of perfect because it's like almost every couple hours I can just log in and just, you know, try to get as much stuff as I can done as much as possible and then go back to working on the stupid wall and then, you know, log back in in a couple minutes and just bang away as much as I can. And it's really fun because it's it really kind of just streamlines streamlines everything for me because it's really simple uh you just have you know basically three to four basic attacks and depending on whether you have a superhero or a minion which is like shield ops or hydra uh soldiers and those have like unique special abilities as well so it's nice and i think then the thing i like about it compared to like other games like i think there's star wars galaxy of heroes and then there's a dc version uh, is the fact that the the interface is really simple and really easy to get around, and I have not zero problems trying to get from like one place to another. Uh, there's some quality of life stuff that I've noticed. Uh, this game came out like I think early this year, and it's I guess it's gone undergone like a lot of improvements since then, and it seems like you know stuff is a whole lot better than you know launch. But there's still a couple things that I would like to see that you know they would hopefully improve down the line, which is like. You know, having certain loadouts ready to go at any time, uh, certain teams already just ready, locked in and good to go instead of like having to pick certain characters for like raids or blitzes or campaigns where you have to like always pick them all at the same time. And, you know, I would just like it where it's like I have a set team and it's just ready to go. And it's just it just takes away seconds even off like how ready, how fast you already have to like, you know, work with this game. And. You know, obviously, like the free to play stuff means that you have to pay for certain things. And that's kind of a bummer. And it kind of, you know, kind of takes you out of the game a little bit because it's like, oh, as much as I would like to, you know, have a really high level, you know, cable or something like that, you kind of have to pay. And I have paid once already uh, in order to get Deadpool because it was I think it was like ten dollars. And, I, you know, that's the thing with free to play games is I'm not particularly, you know, against the idea of like, you know, developers creating these games and building walls uh paywalls in order to you know get to better stuff you know because they have to make money somehow um i'm just opposed to like the extreme gouging to a certain degree but yeah it was ten dollars for a three star out of seven cable uh deadpool and i thought that was pretty worth it and it's a pretty good character because it's deadpool it's just not regular deadpool though because it's not him in his red garb it's in his x-force gray garb which is kind of weird but I'm sure they're just probably saving that for another day. Yeah. So uh, Marvel Strike Force is a game that I have been enjoying quite a bit. And I'll probably do like a more fuller review at some point. Maybe even put up a video and talk more about my experience. And I know there's a lot of stuff already of that on the internet somewhere. But, you know, I think it's a fun game that yeah, I think is worthy of the discourse at some point. All right, everybody, hope you all enjoyed that episode of the Ease of a Minute. Again, my apologies for not being able to post regularly. Uh, quite honestly, I just haven't had time to really look at stuff, you know, play games, go on the Internet and just look at things online to talk about for the pod. It's just been all about this stupid wall and yeah, stupid walls. Ugh. 
But you got to build them, got to make it work at some point. So if you want to see updates every once in a while, I'll actually post them on the Instagram, uh, on the grams uh, at Instagram, uh, Easyville. That's where it is. It's E-Z-Y-V-I-L-L-E. Kind of like the Patreon. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you can check out more at patreon.com slash Easyville. Again, that's E-Z-Y-V-I-L-L-E. And if you subscribe to that, you'll see exclusive content on there. You just won't see anywhere else. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'll still be working on that wall. Pray for me. (laughs) And I will see you at the next thing.